to you renewed. And this is the fourth part in a series because I wanted to spend some time because you being renewed, refreshed, rejuvenated, regenerated, me being refreshed, renewed, regenerated, man, we all need it. And so you being renewed is huge. And there's things, you know, this is all about who you are in Christ, what God has for you, him as the source and all the different things that he has for you. Uh, He wants to renew you from the inside. He wants to renew you on the outside. He wants to renew your mind. He wants to transform you, transfigure you into his image. That's a renewed you that looks just like Jesus in your flavor, right? He wants to renew your life. Uh, he wants, he has all sorts of, uh, of promises about what he has. And there are things we can do. We're not just passively, okay, hit me, God, right? No, you're not a passive creature. You know, there are times when, you know, if you're flat on your back, well, obviously God does more when you're flat on your back. But when you're flat on your back, you can look to him, who is the author and finisher of faith, who is life, who's the way, the truth, and life, who's one with you, who chose you, who joined you to himself before the foundation of the world. That is that is yours. So, but there's things that we can do to help ourselves in this process because it can feel like you're alone. It can feel like, you know, uh, you're, you don't have recourse. It can feel like there's no help. It can feel like God's nowhere there. It can feel like a bunch of stuff. Our feelings are our feelings. They dictate to us. They, they, they are reflectors. They're not, um, there are, they're not, uh, a thermostat that sets the temperature. They reveal the temperature. In other words, if you're having a negative feeling, we'll go back to what you were thinking because that's what's causing the negative feeling. Okay. They're diagnostic. So they're like, feelings are like a thermometer, right? When you're hurting, well, something's hurt you. Ding, 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 ding. That needs to be, you need to go to God or, and do whatever he's leading you to do to help get healing for that. If you're afraid, you need to go to God. Oh, you're believing you're apart. You're abandoned. He's not there. It's too late. He can't pull this one off. You got to do it in your own strength. Something, right? They're all indicators. Okay. And so um, he wants to renew and refresh us and restore us. He wants to give us a new life. And we talked about these keys of things that we can do on our end, that we can remind, key number one, we can remind ourselves that all the renewing and strength comes from one source, God. God is the source. Everything else is a conduit, right? And he loves it when we partake of him. Key number two, we discussed, we can remind ourselves that we are not separate from God in any way. This was by his choice, his work before creation walked out on the cross, not our choice, not our works, not something we have to do to make happen. This is an awakening to the truth of what already is. Key number three, we can remind ourselves. Why are we reminding ourselves so much? Because we tend to be forgetful, (laughs) okay? Um, That we are completely new and clean without spot or blemish. That is you. We are powerfully and beautifully and utterly accepted and chosen by the Father. He chose us. 
in Christ before the foundation of the world. You can either agree with it or not, but you can't change it. It's already done deal. And this helps us receive boldly. When you are letting God help you awaken to the fact of how chosen, how accepted, how loved, how beautiful spot without blemish you are, you run boldly to the throne of God. You're not like, is there a throne or am I allowed or am I worthy? None of that mess. That's mess. <laughs> okay. And a lot of people feel it. So I'm not, you know, knocking it down, but it is mess and it's, it's not helping you run. He loves you. Go get what you need. Right. He's the source. Key number four, we can look at the unseen truth in the spiritual realm that is meant to manifest in the seen realm around us. So there's unseen truth of your healing, your wholeness, your deliverance, your, your prospering, your, um, your, your growing in the knowledge of him. You're, you're being conformed in the image from glory to glory to glory. All the glory of who you are manifested. That's true in the spiritual realm. And we're, we're manifesting it into the natural realm as we're growing in that knowledge. And we have to look to the unseen realm to dictate truth, not look to the seen realm to dictate truth. Now, the, the you know, as things manifest, it's like, yes, that's a confirmation of what I knew in the unseen realm. But a lot of times we're looking to the seen realm. Okay, so is it true? Well, if you look around, it's going to be really confusing because there's going to be things that say, no, that's definitely not true. And there's going to be things, that, well, it may be true. And, there, and it's going to be a mixed bag. But God is not confused. And he's saying the same things and working to convince us of what's true that we can work out to, to cooperate with him so that it can come from the unseen realm inside us into to the seen realm, right? Key number five, we can meditate on positive things. Yeah, we know we're supposed to do this. We just don't do it as much as we should. <laughs> so if that's a good, if that's a conviction for you, yay, it's because God loves you. He convicted you right there. You need to meditate on positive things full of possibility. These are the things that you can build on, not on the things that are negative, that you can't build on, that haven't happened yet, that shouldn't have happened. You can't build on those things, but you can build on the good things that are really true. Okay. Key number six. Uh, that we already just, that we discussed last week, we can keep looking at Jesus. We get into trouble when we get our eyes off Jesus. Truly, we get into trouble. When you start looking at all these other things, we get into trouble. That's when the wind and waves of life, our emotions, our wounds, our um, financial shortfalls, our relational fault, whatever that is, just overwhelm us and overtake us. So what do we do? It's the same answer every time. <laughs> we just need to do it. Oh, and if you looked away, no condemnation, but like to start looking back again. None of these things, whenever you mess up, it's like, don't beat yourself up. Not helpful. Don't condemn yourself. Not helpful. God's not beating you up. He's not condemning you, but he's no, no, look. Oh, here I am. I'm there. I'm there all the time for you. I'm so happy. You're looking at me again. We need to look at him so we can start to rest in his faith. He's a, he is really confident he can pull this puppy off, right? Um, and so look to him because we're not at all sure sometimes, right? And while standing, uh, standing in faith, standing in his faith for the refreshing and refu renewal to be made tangible in the seen realm, in your body, in your finances, in your mind, in your relationships, in all the places that hurt, right? That's what he's there for. So I have reviewed the first six keys. Uh, and then we're going to finish out the rest of this time with the last three keys for your refreshing and whew, renewal, happy dance, everybody 
get ready to get happy. Okay. Uh, key number seven, when we get to receive, uh, we get to receive Holy Spirit's help to convince us of what's ours and being renewed, strengthened and refreshed. We need Holy Spirit's help to remind us and actually receive, um, that all, all of that, all of what he has for us. Let me, let me get back to my notes here. So, um, we just need to receive help from Holy Spirit. Like you, your attitude as a beloved son and daughter in your sassy self <laughs> in him, it's like, I do nothing by myself. My daddy loves me. I do nothing by myself. My daddy loves me. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing like a really bad way of singing to help wake you up because uh, you can be fat and sassy in the best of sense uh, in, in, in the spirit, right? Um, to Because he's already provided everything pertaining to life and godliness for you. And I do nothing by myself. And where I'm having a hard time receiving it, oh, Help me receive wherever the breakdown is. Look to God to help you. Well, help me want to help, want to get, you know, want to look to you. Okay. Well, help, you know, help me want to be willing to be willing to be willing to look at wherever the breakdown is. That's where he is. There is no hellhole. You know, it is such an arrogant thing to think that somehow our problems are just way too much for God and you're way too messed up to ever be healed. That is a very, um, actually arrogant uh, attitude, uh, probably not doing it on purpose. I recognize it. But some of us are saying that somehow God is just not big enough, not good enough, not lovely enough. He comes and goes. He can't decide whether he likes you or not. He likes you on the days when you're like doing the good things and doesn't like you. And somehow you don't have his favor and he likes everyone else more and all these different things. It's a very arrogant accusational thing. And it's probably not coming from you per se. It's probably coming from your hurt and your anger, your confusion, your ignorance, and from the enemy through you because the enemy is an accuser, right? So uh, let's talk about Holy Spirit. Oh my goodness. I've been having such a fun time with the Holy Spirit. I've got my book coming out, God, Male and Female, question mark, healing our image of God healing our image of ourselves, healing our image of one another. And it's a deep dive into who God is in his, and I'm going to say slash her, nobody panic, masculinity and feminine, because God carries both. Of course he does. Humanity is expressed in the masculine and feminine. So of course, we're the image and likeness of God. So of course, God carries masculinity and femininity. So I'm not taken away from the masculinity of the father and son. Uh, I'm, I'm nothing. But there is a mystery here. And let's just be humble and admit that. And then Holy Spirit, uh, probably most uh, blatantly um, uh, does a lot of feminine things. But Holy Spirit, and he's a, he's a he in the New Testament and sort of gender neutral in the New Testament and feminine in the Old Testament. And so it's a mystery. He said, I'm neither male nor female, but I engender both. It really is a mystery, but it is a breathtaking mystery. So we're going to talk about this gorgeous person of the Holy Spirit, whom you're one with. When Jesus died and went, you know, went to the cross, died, went, went to hell, hell, Hades, the realm of the dead. Okay. Um, did business, <laughs> overcame death by 
raising from the dead through the power of Holy Spirit, seated at the right hand of the Father. He had sent, he sent, he breathed on his disciples and sent the Holy Spirit who really actually was always there because God is omnipresent. But there's something about awakening. You know, the first time Holy Spirit showed up was not when Jesus left, right? But there was an agenda of Holy Spirit revealing himself slash herself to us, to, to his disciples and to us. But Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the deep in the creation story. Before, before time, Holy Spirit was there because Holy Spirit's God. <laughs> right. And then when Adam was walking in the cool of the day, uh, that was walking in the spirit. The cool of the day is feminine. It's Holy Spirit. All of that. Really cool. Holy Spirit's also masculine. If you want more, go get my book when it comes out on March 18th. Or if it's already, if this is after that, go get it. It's really good. I think you're going to have such a fun time. It's going to make you happy because it's so beautiful and so healing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So. Holy Spirit was sent as a member of the Godhead in us to show us stuff. Oh my goodness. I'm so grateful. Holy Spirit's known. It's really sweet by the church fathers and mothers as the modesty of God is probably the, the one member of the Trinity that is least overt because we're talking, we're praying to the father in Jesus name, right? And all this stuff and Holy Spirit's like, yeah, (laughs) Holy Spirit's constantly pointing to Christ, pointing to father. And this is what love does. God is love. Holy Spirit's love. Jesus is love. Father's love. They submit to one another, point to one another, right? It's just what love does. It's so beautiful. So let's talk a little more about Holy Spirit. John 14, 26. I'm reading this in the Amplified Classic Version. Um, And this is Jesus talking to his disciples. And this is for us as well. He says, but the comforter and uh, clarifying counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, what a what a job description. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. What do you need to be taught? Oh, maybe, oh, teach me. Keep looking at Jesus. Oh, teach me to think on what's true and noble and right and pure, lovely and admirable. Oh, ooh, teach me to take that thought, that stupid thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Oh, you know, all of these things we're talking about. <laughs> Teach me to, how do I look at the unseen realm to pull it out? How do I connect with my spirit? How do I see with my spiritual eyes, ears, senses, right? If you're needing help connecting with God, I have a have a, a book, How to Hear from God. It's on Amazon. You can download it for free on uh, my website, katherinetune.com. You want to check out that website. I've got so much good stuff for you. I'm just saying, because God loves you. Yeah. And I love you too. It works out. Okay. But the comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, stand by the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He's he's already been sent, by the way, in my place to resent me and act uh, to resent me, to represent me. I probably need a session or something. <laughs> to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. Oh my goodness, you get to be taught. You know what? And and he's a better teacher than your students. Sometimes we are so dense. And we just are. And honestly, a lot of times it's not our fault because we've just been so hit. We've had the lies that were imprinted into our system. And then we've had confirmation that the lies were true over and over and over. So it just becomes a stronghold that has, let me think, oh yeah, a stronghold. So we tend to be dense. But you know what? You're loved in your denseness, just so you know. Anywhere you're dense, you're loved. 
anywhere you're brilliant, you're loved. You're just loved. So just settle down and let him love you. He will teach you all things and he will cause you to recall, to remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I've told you. So there's things here that Christ told his disciples, right? And they need to be reminded, but there's things that God has told you. Ooh, you need to be reminded. Has God ever told you that he loves you? Yeah, you probably need to be reminded. Uh, it's like a bath. And, you know, it's not that yesterday's bath didn't work. You just need another one today because it's a dirty world out there, right? Okay. Okay. So he's the one that comforts. He's the one who counsels. He's the one who helps. He's the one who intercedes. You've got someone interceding. That means praying with fervor on your behalf, right? Advocating for you, like fighting for you. He's not trying to convince God you're good and you're lovely. No, God's not the problem. (laughs) We're actually the problem. Our mindsets are the problem. And we do have an enemy of our souls. Whatever you call that, we do have one and it messes with us. And that's something that he's he's helping you with. Uh, Strengthening you, right? Oh my gosh. Sometimes you think you got nothing and then it pulls it out and you wonder where you got it. Well, you weren't the source. It was God in you. Everything you've ever had, you, (laughs) um, is from God, right? All right. Um, Let's see. He covered and teaches you and brings things and stands by you. He stands by you. How many of you feel alone? Like there's no one on my side. Oh, my goodness. That is such a delusion. You know, when, when people say they're alone, I understand the feeling. They're speaking out of their pain. I get it but it's a lie. And this is one of the things that Holy Spirit is reminding you, oh, that's a lie. And where it doesn't feel true, keep on working with it. Because it's amazing. All of a sudden, you'll start connecting to God. So, okay, I guess I wasn't alone. I just thought I was alone. To say you're alone is a delusion. This is why we have such bad mental health. We think we're alone. No, 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 you're loved. We think we're condemned. Yeah, no, that's a lie, right? Uh, and he will cause you to recall, remind you about, bring everything to your remembrance, everything I've told you. And we need to be reminded and we need to remind ourselves. This is us partnering with God, with what God is doing. But sometimes what happens is I'm just nabbing us because we kind of need to be nabbed sometimes, right? I mean, we just get bad habits. And you know what? Our bad habits hurt us. You know, it's not that God's offended. It, no, they're hurting us. And then we're wondering why, wow, I'm bleeding out. Why, why isn't my life getting better? Uh, why do I keep on going around the same mountain? Ding, 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 ding. We've got some bad habits. <laughs> and we need to unlearn those and, and relearn those. And the unlearning is the hardest part. But you do nothing by yourself. Remember, you do nothing by yourself. Your Holy Spirit is always there to help. And, you know, we sometimes act like we got to beg God, like helping you was, was like your idea. We got to convince him. It's like, yeah, you already gave me a tidbit and I guess I'm done. So now I'm all on my own again. Uh, Stupid. Like, stop it. No, (laughs) the more you partake of him, the happier he is. He knows he's a source. And, you know, when you pull from him, you're not dampening the lights in heaven. He's not, he's unlimited in resource. Yeah. So receive and receive more. The more you partake of him, the happier he gets, the more you get filled up and the more you can be a conduit for someone else, right? When I get dry, listen, it's on me to go back to my source. That's on me. 
right? My source was always there. But if I'm so busy um, with my to-do list or so busy uh, pouring out and not taking time to receive myself, it is on me that I get um, drained or whatever. And then, oh, oh, thank you. I'm getting drained. Okay. Let me go back to my source. <sighs> Holy Spirit. Ooh, you're in me. You're one with me. You love me. You adore me. You've forgiven me. And you're helping me. Ah. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I'm meek, humble, lowly at heart, and I will give you rest. This is this is Papa Jesus, Holy Spirit, one with you, Holy Spirit in you there to help you. Yeah. Take my yoke. Turn to me. Listen, you're drained. Turn to me. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. What, what am I supposed to learn? Oh, that you're meek, humble, lowly. Oh, you're here to help me. Oh, I'm so glad. I need so much help. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you. And I will give you rest, right? That is your birthright, but we have to come to him or turn to him. We have to receive help from Holy Spirit, right? Number eight, we need to practice the presence of God. Now, I love this because it says practice. It doesn't mean master the presence of God. I'm going to master it. You know, that this mastery business honestly is egocentric, right? I've, I've achieved the level. I've achieved a black belt in receiving from God in, in, in the prayer. No, it's, that is arrogant. And all of a sudden you've turned away from God to you and your, your ego, which is a false version of you, right? Because it's, it's not humble. So, but we get to practice as long as I'm a continual student and I'm continually practicing the presence of God, I am assuming my position as being dependent on God. I have it. Yeah. Nabbed it. Got it. I'm the boss now. No, you're, you still need a Lord. You still need to be dependent. You still need to be humble. And part of humble is saying where you're growing. Yay, I'm growing. I'm doing well. Yay, me. That's humble too, where, where you are. But to, to have this thing of, you know, um, master class in practicing the presence, it's just, honestly, it's arrogance. It's anyway, sorry, that's just a pet peeve. It's actually, not a whole lot to do with this message. <laughs> I hope you love me anyway. Okay. So we get to practice the word that came in because of practice. We get to practice the presence of God. That means we're practicing. That means if I'm work, you know, if I'm like, okay, God, where are you? I want to feel you. I want to see you. And I'm not getting anything. Well, no condemnation. I'm just practicing. Nobody panic. Right. So intimacy, <laughs> intimacy with God is where massive renewal, strengthening, and upgrades are released. Like massive. Like, you know, it's so sad because what God has us, it's like, you know, seriously, it's 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 really sad. He's like the Pacific Ocean, and we're we we're there with a little teaspoon kind of go, okay, I have a little bit. Okay, I'll be good to the day. Thank you. It's like, what? You know, it's like suck it in because you can't, you cannot, you know, out. Uh, you cannot, your, your needs, your, the black hole of your life is not greater than who God is. The black hole of every single human being is not greater than God. And it comes and we start to partake and those black holes get filled up as we're practicing the presence, as we're practicing, as we're practicing. And it gets, as you get to be more and more healed, you get to be less black holish, 
<laughs> and for those of you who had a black hole, you understand or suffering from it now. I know you know where I'm coming from. Um, I've been there. Um, and those who've recovered, hallelujah, I know you know where I've come from. And if, you, if, if, if you've not felt that way, you know what? Have compassion on the rest of us who probably got hit harder. Okay, just saying. Okay. All right. Um, but this is where the intimacies, where your massive renewal, strengthening upgrades are released. Um, let me give you uh, some happy scriptures to help you with this practicing the presence. And I talk a lot about this in my How to Hear from God book. And so if you haven't gotten it, oh my goodness, it's free. Download it. Like, don't wait. Um, and then if you like one of the sexy, you know, hard copies um, or on Kindle, well, go go get it on Amazon. Okay. If you're needing help with this, but let me give you a scripture that just talks about this. You ready? Psalm 23, two, three, three, uh, passion translation. It says he offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. That just is happy. Sorry. I'm having a little happy spasm. Please feel free to share. He offers a resting place. We are frenzied, you know, when you're in pain or you're in fear or panic attack, or traumatized, whatever, it feels like it's impossible to rest. But that's actually a delusional way of being, because you're one with the person of love, and love casts out all that mess. And what does he do? Oh, wait, wait, oh, wait, 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 come rest. I got this. You don't got this. If it depends on you, you're screwed. Okay, I got this. I'm always here, right? (sighs) Rest. Rest, my sweet child. Rest, my son, my daughter. Rest. And he says, this is your place to rest because you have a place. You belong here, right? In my luxurious love. Luxurious means it's not a little dab. It means you're smothered in it. It means that you wallow in it. You splash in it. You play in it. You inhale it. You, you, you suck it in, you drink it, you, whatever. It's luxurious love. And you can rest because perfect love casts out fear. If that means fear, no, anxiety, panic, trauma, no, you're gone. Not a thing, but you can rest. You're safe. You can rest. I'm taking care of it. You can rest. I've already got it figured out. You don't need to figure it out. I'll come find you. You're on an as need to know basis. Yeah, you don't need to know that now. What you need to know right now is me, know me, rest in my luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. His tracks follow me, follow me. Well, where are you taking me, Jesus? Oh, you're taking me to an oasis of peace. That means all out there, actually probably all in here, right? Is crazy going on, right? That I have it, you're going to die. It's not going to be enough. You're going to take your house, you know, whatever, right? Okay. All right. No, follow him. You get to an oasis of peace. Yeah, you get to go there. Because we know in this world, you will have tribulation. This is not a minor thing, but, oh, I get to, and where is that? It's actually in you, that oasis of peace, because that's where he is, the quiet brook of bliss. So it's this book that's bubbling and happy, and it's blissful, and it's playful, and it restores you, right? This is where he restores and revives my life. Listen, if you need your life restored and revived, 
spend your time not in trying to figure it out, not in trying to, you know, work your plan. No, in tracking with him, in connecting with this is where you need to spend your time. And when you get distracted, well, come on back. And when you get distracted, well, ooh, come on back. Remember, this is practice. So don't beat yourself up that you got distracted, right? And so a lot of times we distract ourselves. We're like, oh, Jesus, I love you. Oh, what's that shopping list? What am I going to do for dinner? <laughs> well, bring yourself back. You know, oh, you know, Jesus, I love you. Thank you for being here. Oh, my God. What about that thing that happened to me? I hate that person. Blah, 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 blah. No, bring yourself back. This is practice. The more you practice, the better you'll get at it. Ooh, this is how you get really good at it. Okay, let's go to 2 Corinthians 3.18, Passion Translation. This brings out the link between intimacy and personal transformation. You need some personal transformation? Well, let's talk about intimacy with God. And remember, intimacy, God is safe. So when we talk about intimacy, we're not talking about a sexual thing with God. So nobody freak, all right? He's not going to emotionally, physically rape you. Some people, this is a big deal for, and, you know, I've run into many people that that's a thing. And I understand it. If you've been violated in some way, that can be really scary. So he'll take it as it comes. Okay. But getting to know him and trust him, you can be totally you. He's always totally him. You come with your junk, not having to hide your junk, right? Um, and that's where it comes to be healed. That's where we come into the light so it can be healed. Okay, verse 18, we can all draw close to him. So let me just ask you, which one of all are you not? <laughs> so people, if you're disqualifying yourself, well, you know what? Either you are misinformed, you're deluded, or you're just being rebellious. Because it's saying right here, we can all draw close to him. With the veil removed from our faces. What's the veil? Well, the veil this is actually talking about was the old covenant that said you have to do, you have to obey the law in order to get the blessings of God in order to be righteous. Okay, that was done away with and that veiled the minds. But we all have veils. And maybe your veil is I'm not worthy. Maybe your your veil is I'm alone and forsaken. Maybe your veil is I'm the only child on the planet that God doesn't love or I don't know what your veil is but he's going to be removing it. Whatever that filter is that's veiling you from seeing him as he is, ooh, that puppy's going to go because we were made for intimacy. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. See, we need those veils removed and so we can see him better and it unveils us and we start beaming. Isn't that amazing? We are being transfigured. Whew into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration or transformation, same word, comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So this is Holy Spirit doing this again, just to remind you, this is tying in, right? Holy Spirit is doing this. We're getting veils removed of what we've got clouded. Uh, or, or some any sense of separation from God, yeah, that puppy's going to go. That's a veil that needs to be removed. And maybe a dozen of them. I don't know. But we all got them, right? And they're being removed. And as they're being removed, as we're seeing him the way he is, we're being transfigured. So the glory of who we are is being revealed from glory to glory to glory. And this is an ongoing process that is not ending. And who is doing it? Oh, it's the Holy Spirit. And we get to cooperate. We can fight it. That's called foolish. Don't do it. 
I mean, you can, but like, why? It's like taking a gun and shooting yourself on the foot. Why? <laughs> why? Right? So cooperate with what God is doing. So as we gaze at him internally, he's so beautiful and safe and engaged. So talk to him. Sit and just feel, see if you can feel his presence. Say, God, what do you, what do you want me to know? Listen on the inside. What do you know? Sometimes you have a, you're not really hearing or seeing, but it's just something you know on, on the inside and you need to connect with your knower. Yeah, I, I know you're in there. I don't know why I know, but yeah, you're in there. Yeah. Oh, and I, yeah, I know you're there. I know you love me. I know you've forgiven me. All these different things, right? Connect with him in your thoughts. So just say, Jesus, just think through my mind. What's the first thing that comes up? Well, if it if it's true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, if it looks like love, well, it's probably Jesus. Well, what if it's me? Well, if it's in line with the word of God, keep going. <laughs> God will keep, God will keep on bringing it. Connect with him. Practice, 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 practice. And it can be cultivated and we get lazy and we make excuses. And you know who we're hurting? Oh, ourselves, right? So it can be practiced, you know, and pretty much everything I speak about involves intimacy with God. And with that, since I'm kind of doing shameless plugs this session, I'll just plug plug again without shame because it's so good for you. It's so good. It's so good for you. <laughs> um, and I will plug my Marked by Love book. If you haven't gotten that, um, there's a bunch of love encounter breaks that will help you practice, practice, practice. It is It is a good book. It comes out of 30 years of practicing this stuff. So take advantage. Um, so there's a free chapter. You can download chapter six on my website, but go get the book because you'll want it. And I even have it in audio, audible uh, in my voice. Um, so anyway, there you go. All these resources for you. Oh my goodness. You might just get happy, renewed. It might be a good thing. Uh, last key, being led by Holy Spirit. Okay, so uh, Romans 8, 13 through 15, Passion Translation says, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, if you're not being moved by Holy Spirit's impulses, it's not that you're not a child. You're not the devil of the devil. It's so stupid. Oh, my God. Sorry, just help me. I was having a little spasm there. And no, it just means you're immature. You don't know that you're a son and daughter. Uh, so you are... Um, being moved by other things, your emotions, um, you know, uh, your brokenness, um, other idols, lusts, all sorts of stuff. And those are bad for you. That's why God doesn't like it because it's bad for you because he loves you. And so he wants you to be, to let him lead you. And when we actually follow sometimes, honestly, we act stupid. La, 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 la. I can't hear you because we don't want to obey. <laughs> we do that. We've all done that. So not a good idea. It doesn't go well. And, and, and let's look back in your life and the times when you've done that, it didn't go well, right? So let's just get a clue. Let's get smart and just practice. Just, Lord, what do you have? Clearly, I think this would be good. I don't understand why you're doing it that way, but I understand you're smarter than me. And if you haven't gotten that yet, you need help with that pride problem, right? You're smarter than me. You know all the different things. You're totally good. You love me. Wow, I think I'm going to let you lead me. I'm going to yield to that. And then I'm going to let you empower me to do it because you may ask me to do some hard things like forgive someone I I, I don't want to forgive or 
lay something aside or, you know, whatever, you know, and he's not doing, leading you there because he's, no, because you need it. And sometimes we need things, but if he's going to lead us, I got good news for you. He will empower whatever he's leading because you do nothing by yourself. Yeah. Okay. So we are dependent on Holy Spirit uh, to how, with how to practically be refreshed, restored, renewed, all of it. So, you know, it can be anything. I mean, he could say, take a vacation. Yes, I receive in Jesus name. <laughs> he can say, shut off the TV because it's all this noise. No, he can say, spend some time with me already. Right. Right. Okay. I don't know what he's going to do, but he will do something. Let's go to Psalm 107. This is such a beautiful one. And this helped me a lot, actually, uh, early on when I felt like that black hole, right? And um, this helped me. Ready? Psalm 107, uh, ver- starting in verse eight. And this is, I'm actually reading it from the King James. So we do a lot of translations. It says, oh, that men would praise the Lord and women and children for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfieth or he satisfies the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul, fills the hungry soul with goodness. So these longings, you know, I remember when I was so alone and I just wanted a family and I honestly, I didn't believe I could have one. And it was a longing of my soul. And you know what? It took a while, a long while, but God walked it out in such a beautiful way. And he fills the hungry soul with goodness. I was such a black hole for for a, a long time, but he filled it. And what did he fill? Oh, he filled it with his goodness, his goodness, because I started to pra- I started to get smart enough to practice these things and do these things, do all these keys over and over and over and over. A little dab doesn't do, and don't do this. Why did it and didn't work? Act silly. Keep on doing it. Right. We got to keep on. This is a lifestyle. This is not a dab. No, it didn't work. See, I told you it wouldn't work. I mean, that's just like, do you, do you want help or not? Because if you don't want help, you know what? Um, keep looking for the magic wand drive through breakthrough. It's not going to happen and you'll get exhausted. And then it'd be like, okay, I'll, I'm settling down now and I'll actually do what I need to do. <laughs> and I'll trust on Holy Spirit to help me do it. I got a little bit of spunk on me today. That's kind of good. It's needed. Sometimes sometimes we need it, right? <laughs> we need a loving. Okay, that you know, that's stupid, right? You get this. So that's just not you. So it's just not going to. Okay. Anyway, I hope this has been a uh, blessing for you. Uh, God wants to refresh you, wants to renew you in an ongoing way from the inside, from the outside, in your mind, in your life, in your youth right? In, in, in your emotions. Um, he's all about that. He's all about restoration. He's all about, because he's all about you and he knows you need it and he loves you. So you have a wonderful day practice. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.